And it's ironic, though, that, you know, one of the only defenses that we have against fear is actually not a defense, but an offense. In other words, in order to overcome fear, we must step into fear. Welcome back to the Wake Up with Welbrick podcast. Grateful to be here with you. I'm your host, Chris Welbrick. I got some great feedback on last week's episode featuring Eric Vergon. It was amazing to hear his life story. If you happen to miss that episode, feel free to check it out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, as well as any other platform that you may find your podcasts on. Now, this week is a special episode as I will be discussing some big life changes that are happening currently with me. So from my experience though, change can be a double-edged sword and I wanted to take some time today to highlight both sides. One being the exciting new adventure, and the other being the unknown and how do you overcome that fear in pursuit of your dreams. Now before we get started, I would really, really, really appreciate your support. So please head on over to Instagram and follow us at Chris Welbrook. To support the podcast financially, please visit patreon.com backslash wakeupwithwellbrook. And for more and for more details about the show, as well as a brand new blog that drops weekly, please visit wakeupwithwellbrook.com. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoy the show. So I wanted to be really intentional about how I structured this episode, about how I went about not only sharing some really great news in my life, but providing perspective for how I got to the situation and how I'm looking at it moving forward. Um, and I've been looking for a quote that really embodies this because there's a lot of change. Like I'm like, you're going to find out, or maybe you already know there's a lot of change in my life that's coming up and it's great change. It's a life altering kind of change. And change is amazing and change is exciting. You know, and change should be celebrated in many ways, especially positive change. But there's a flip side to change, right? With change comes unknown and fear. Change is scary. And this sometimes those are two sides of the same coin. And while I will talk about one that's really, really, really important to me, that I address the other as well. So I was looking through quotes. And I like to look through quotes for, for each episode that guide me because I just feel like people say it way better than other people say it way better than I can ever, ever even fathom in my mind. And I, and I look for one that really draws my attention. And this is something that stuck with me. And it goes like this. It's by Anthony DeMello. It goes, we do not have a fear of the unknown. What we fear is giving up the known. Now, some of you may already know, because I did put this out here already, but if you have not heard of my recent announcement, I did take to social media, much like LeBron did back in 2010 when he wrote, when he did the, when he filmed The Decision. It's not as big as that, but soon maybe it will be. To state that I will not be returning to the high school classroom in the fall. And instead, 
I'm going to be pursuing a PhD in curriculum, instruction, and teacher education at Michigan State University. Now, this is honestly the opportunity of a lifetime. Something that, you know, when people say, oh, I, like, this is better than my wildest dreams, like, this isn't even in the, like, universe of what I dream. This is insane. Given, talking about, giving this, let me give you some context. I remember clear as day when I wasn't even sure I was going to graduate college. Not because I wasn't capable, but because I had dug myself so far into a hole because I was making a bunch of naive and stupid decisions as an 18-year-old that were going to dictate the next decade of my life. And there was a time where I'm like, I don't even know. I'm just going to get a bachelor's, and this is going to be such a big deal because this has been so elusive. And I got a bachelor's, and I felt, wow, okay, I'm done with school. Which is ironic because I'm still in school. I'm a teacher. But then I, I fell another tug, and I'm like, okay, I need to go back. I need to get my master's, but I'm not going to give up school so I'm doing it at the same time so I'm doing school at night and, and school in the day so my own school at night getting my masters and on the weekends um, but it was never in my wildest dream to to be a doctor to get a doctorate to get a PhD because that's what smart people do smart people have PhDs and I never thought of myself as one and now I'm starting to and you will see throughout the episodes of this podcast that you know, I'm talking to a lot of people and getting a lot of, you know, great wisdom that I'm sharing with you and hopefully it's impacting your life. But you're seeing firsthand that this is changing my life through this process. And that is the most incredible takeaway of this of this project of mine because I was really trying to get on here and share other people's experience and help my, my audience grow as individuals and I'm over here growing the most. But that's how it should be, right? That if you want to lead and you want to, you want to create and impact change in the world, then you have to do it within yourself first. So going back to Michigan State, just like any other unbelievable experience, when I got that acceptance letter, I knew that I had to go for it. That I got to dedicate my heart and my soul and do whatever it takes to not just achieve this goal, but to surpass it. But it also means something else though. It means that I'm gonna leave the school that I have been called home and the students that I love, say bye to my, my friends, my family and of course, my beloved coffee shops in the Indianapolis area. It means that I'm gonna really have to step out into the unknown. Now I listen to, if, if you're in my classroom, if you've ever been in my classroom, if you've ever actually known me as a person, I absolutely love motivational videos, motivational speak, speakers. I've been listening to Eric Thomas literally since I was in high school. I used to run. Uh, like there were these hills behind my house and I'd run in them and all I had was way back when with the iPod, the iPod shuffle, the one that had the little clip and literally nothing. You just loaded some music on there and it had some Eric Thomas plate, Eric Thomas, excuse me, tapes on there, or like whatever, um, 
songs, I guess you would call it MP4s, and I would just run into these hills for miles and miles and miles listening to this motivational music or motivational speeches, motivational talks. It doesn't matter. Motivation is what I'm all about. And I do that in my classroom too. I show motivational speeches. I show motivational talks. Um, and sometimes I give them. My students want me to give them more often. But we'll see in the future. I just feel like other people say so much better than me. Um, anyway, I was looking through some motivational speeches. And I was actually sending this to a friend of mine who, who was talking to me about mindset. And I came across this one by Jocko Willink. And he's a retired Navy SEAL. He's an author. He's a podcaster. And he answered a question on his podcast. And the question was this. You've lived a life dominated by doubt and fear. How do you step into bravery? And like the badass he is, he answered it in just one word. Step. I'm going to let that sink in there because it sunk into me and just hit me like a ton of bricks. And when you really think about it, the tactics that fear uses are predictable. Fear paralyzes you and convinces you that the only course of action is to turn and run away. It doesn't give you a choice. Fear activates this primal, sympathetic response. The response that's commonly known as the fight or the flight. And to be honest, it's really easy to get stuck in fear. Fear can act as this, this really toxic, negative cycle that just keeps you down. If you're afraid of everything and you're paralyzed and then you miss that opportunity and then you're embarrassed and then you're paralyzed all over again because, oh my gosh, how can I come back out now? I already missed my shot. What will people think of me? All these things. And fear doesn't work in the actual moment. Fear works in your mind. And that's where it attacks. And that's where it takes hold and it prevents you from doing anything. So many people that I, that I come into contact with inside, outside the classroom, in sports, in life, you know, it's a common question of how do you overcome fear? And you got to go back to what Jocko said and it's step. And that answer lies in that same fight or flight response. And it's ironic though, that you know, one of the only defenses that we have against fear is actually not a defense, but an offense. In other words, in order to overcome fear, we must step into fear. And my mom's a great role model for this, and she's been an incredible parent. And if you know anything about me, if you ever knew me growing up, or if you know me now, um, I definitely think one of the last words to describe me is fearless. I am many times consumed by fear. And that is just brutal honesty with you. Um, I overthink everything. And there was a time that fear totally ruled my life. Now, I do have like ways to work through it. Um, 
But there's this one story that, you know, I remember and way back in the day when I was a little kid, um, when we, we used to go to the park in the summer, all my friends and I, and they'd love to climb trees back when we didn't have phones in the late nineties, early two thousands. And we used to climb trees and I didn't really want to. I was like, mom, I really don't want to climb this tree. I'm pretty good from the ground. You know, I'm pretty afraid of heights. So I'm good. I'm just going to chill here on the ground. Just like today, I'm really not itching to pay thousands of dollars to jump out of a plane. One day I'm going to because now I've admitted on a podcast, so I'm going to have to do it. But I'm really not the biggest fan of heights. You know, I really like solid objects on the ground. That's just me. But I told her I was afraid of heights. And what what do you think she made me do? She said, climb that tree. And I climbed it, and I climbed it again, and I climbed it again, and I climbed it again. And you know what? It was still scary as shit. You're right. Yeah, I was still scared. But it was not nearly as bad as I thought when I envisioned it in my head. You see, that's what fear does. That's how it works. It convinces us that the only possible scenario... It's the catastrophic one. It's the life-threatening one. It's the one that will just be the worst thing in the world. And we use that as justification so that we can run away, right? Because if it's the worst thing in the world, then anyone would run away. So you're not the wrong. And this is the age-old tactic of fear. Hundreds of years this has been around. But let me tell you something. The more you step into fear, the less power it has over you. Let me say that one more time. The more you step into fear, the less power it has over you. I'm not saying that you're not going to be afraid. I'm not saying that it's not going to be terrifying. But the more you do it, the less control it has over you. And more specifically, your mind, right? Because that's the one that will dictate it. And you can apply this to anything. Your personal life, your relationships, if you're an athlete, your sports, getting on the mat, getting on the field. If you're a musician, stepping on the stage. You know, if you're in a couple or single, your finances, you name it. Fear creeps into it and it may look different okay and it may come at different times in different ways right but it always utilizes the same tactics so yes in a month and a half my entire life's going to change i'm uprooting the place that i've called home one of the favorite, one of my favorite places that I've ever lived. And I move into a place that I've never lived before where I don't really know a lot of people. Am I terrified? You bet your ass I'm terrified. So much of what lies ahead in my life is unknown and all of our lives is unknown. And I can either choose to be paralyzed by that fear Or I can use it to grow. 
And some of you may be thinking there, especially if you weren't with me over the last two years. You're saying, why would you leave that job that you love? Because I honestly, I'll tell you, working with high school students, yes, is exhausting. And sometimes it just wears me out emotionally. And But it is one of the most rewarding jobs that I've ever had. It's more than a job. It's become a part of who I am. And there's something about being invested in other people's lives. Not just to get them to understand science. Science is just the vehicle where I can help students and individuals become better people. Right? More kind people. And there's no magic to that. That's just sitting with someone having them sit on the stool, talk about something that's on their mind and on their heart, and just listening. It's really not that complicated. It's being present and guiding someone along their journey. And I'm going to miss that because that has been a huge part of who I am. I'm trying not to get emotional, sorry. Um, Why would I give that up? Let me tell you. Last year, 2021, yeah, 2020 to 2021, the hybrid year, we were in school, but it was it was obviously tough with COVID and not seeing everybody every day. Um, we lost four students at my school, various reasons, and this is in no way. A shot at administration that they they did the best that they could under the circumstances um, but it was really hard as a teacher to do this right it was really hard to go in and hear that a student has passed for whatever the reason is and then somehow continue on with school right and I just felt like those are moments where we could really have like real conversations. Conversations about life, about what like really matters in the world, you know? Like science is important, I get it. Yes, science will have novel breakthroughs. But for like one day, I just wanted to pause the cells and the organelles and just talk about some real shit. And in many ways, I didn't know how to approach those questions. And how do you how do you use that space and optimize that space to help students heal and students to grow and to give students perspective that they wouldn't have on a normal day? And so I talked to my colleagues because maybe I was like, I said, maybe I just don't know. Maybe I didn't take that class because, yeah, I got my degree in biology and I took my, you know, my, my education classes later. Maybe I skipped that class. And I talked to my colleagues and they were like, we're doing the best we can too, but we don't really know either. And there's that, that scientist switch just went off in my head. That light bulb went, well, I got to find out. So I reached out to every expert that I could find. I, I reached, emailed universities from across the country and I set up Zoom calls and I said, look, I'm going to tell you my story. I really love your help. I really love something. This is what I'm going through. These are what my students are going through. How do I help them? And if you don't really know, 
who can I talk to and should I keep asking these questions and I talked to so many people and it was a really amazing journey to kind of talk to so many different professionals and to hear the same thing which is yeah we don't there's really no clear set thing to do there's no clear-cut way and these are really important questions so don't give up and so I didn't I I kept asking, I kept knocking on doors, I kept sending emails, I kept getting on the Zoom call, and I kept sharing my story and asking questions. And that led to, hey, you should apply for a PhD because someone needs to be looking into this too. So yeah, I got into my dream school. Michigan State, not only do they have the number one program in the country, with facilities and resources and whatever. But when I talk to the people there, and I talked to a lot of people there, let me tell you, they were real people who cared about students and teachers and creating the best environment for everyone to thrive. So yeah, I'm terrified for the next steps. I don't know where it's going to be. I have no idea what it's going to be like, but I will never forget my why. And my why are those four names. Brogan, Miles, Liam, and Reese. That's my why. And wherever I am in the country, in the world, those will always be my why. Because I never want to lose sight of the reason why I went into this. So, before you turn off this podcast and you go back to your daily life, to the rat race, to the stack of bills, to the laundry list of things that you need to do, to all the pressure of everything, all the expectations of other people, all the responsibilities that you have, take a second and think about an area in your life that is filled with fear. And ask yourself this question. Are you going to be controlled by that fear? Is it going to run your life and your thoughts? Or are you going to step into it? Are you going to attack that head on? And move through that fear? You don't move around it. You move through that fear. Ask yourself. Thank you guys for listening to my thoughts. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please do not forget to subscribe. And for more information, check out our website at wakeupwithwellbrook.com. I'll see you guys next week.